Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. This week brings us the conclusion of our Kids on Bikes adventure with Patrick Rothfuss. I want to give a huge thanks to our special guest for joining us on this one. Liz, Pranks, Stephen, and I were honored to be joined by one of our favorite authors to play this game with us, and we had so much fun doing it. I don't know how many new readers Patrick will get from us, but he is responsible for the King Killer Chronicles fantasy series, which is currently being adapted for television by good friend of the show, John Rogers, with music by Lin-Manuel Miranda. It's gonna be good. And he also very recently co-wrote a Rick and Morty comic book about Dungeons and Dragons. So do yourself a favor and check all that out. Heroes, our newest actual play podcast, A Woman with Hollow Eyes, has been out for about a week now. And you're going to be getting a new episode this Thursday. A Woman with Hollow Eyes is a dramatic and satirical program based on Monty Cook's surrealist Invisible Sun role-playing game. It stars myself, Cat Cool, SNL writer Alan Linick, and Darcy Ross as our game master. You can find it on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. Finally, before we get to the show, I wanted to announce that it is November, and November through December, OneShot is going to be doing a Patreon drive. For those that don't know, our Patreon is how the network functions, and it's how I make my living. We wouldn't be able to bring you amazing content like this episode without the support of people who went to patreon.com slash OneShot podcast and pledged us a small amount of money each month. In return, we offer you great rewards like the One-Shot Podcast Secret Archive, which is going to be updated this week with new bloopers from 2017. And even more exciting rewards get unlocked if you help us reach our milestone goals. If we manage to get to $7,500 a month on Patreon, we'll release the first episode of the already recorded sequel series to our Bin Bon and Jubna side quest episodes on campaign. Our big milestone stretch goal this year is to get to $8,500 a month on Patreon, which would allow us to make the campaign podcast a weekly show again. So if you enjoyed this series or anything on the OneShot Network, please head to patreon.com slash OneShot Podcast and consider becoming a backer. The only way we get to make all of this great stuff is with your help. And with that, I'll see you in the mid-roll, heroes. Alright, we know what we're gonna do. Go around back. No, what? No, we're gonna get we're gonna go front. Oh trick or treat. A party. Oh, I think we should maybe split up. No, you've seen. Come on, you don't split up. You've seen that classic. It's what 80s they'd be expecting film. us to do. Right. So why would we play right into <laughs> that hand? To lull them to a false sense of security. Are all the lights on? Can we see inside? Because if the lights are on inside and it's dark outside, that means it's hard for them to see out, but it's easy for us to see in. What do we see? Yeah, lights are on inside for sure. Is it cocktail party or is it like? Are they wearing robes? Uh, oh, uh no no robes there's no visible cult activity it does appear to generally speaking be a cocktail party like you you can see folks lightly halloween themed um, do they have pigs in a blanket inside they got pigs in a blanket okay oh, all right fine let's go to the front door <laughs> all right now, are there kids there not that you can see but it might just be the angle okay so what we could do i can go to the front I can just, oh God, what I don't, this is, if some of us go to the front and trick or treat, like you could trick or treat and I could sneak in the back or I could try to join their party and you guys could sneak in the back. And if you could get caught, you can just pass it off as pranks. I think Brody should go with you because his cousins might be in there. Yeah. 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 And Cody's already been down there. So maybe Cody can find the hole that Cody fell in. How about we are all a family and I need to use the bathroom. 
And that's a plan, but also a reality. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Which honestly, that's that's the best plan. And I can see us talking it out as we walk up and realize we don't have an entrance strategy at all. As you go like, wait, what are we doing? Brody goes and just rings the doorbell. What are we doing? That's so funny. Yeah. Now, kids, this is the only time you're going to hear me Bing say bong. this. Bing <laughs> bong. Ready? Yes. We get in there. I need you all to misbehave. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Bailey, I aim to misbehave. <laughs> <laughs> and the door opens, and you can see that that was in the video package for the news story on the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're standing there. The husband, of course, has devil horns on and uh on the, the nose yep and and on, his, wait why would he have devil horns his, on the nose his Ew. wife his Shut wife up. has the the little halo and angel <gasps> wings on mm. the nose wait why would they have a halo and wings on their nose <laughs> such weird glasses yeah, monsters. Tr- wait, I, trick I, treat trick or treat yeah treat. you're treat. bad at it you treat. do it bad trick trick <laughs> four four one four. two three trick or treat <laughs> I, I get my hand out there, like real aggressive, real awkward to like shake his hand, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, hey there, neighbor, I am so sorry. I'm taking some of the kids around to with the sequin glove, right? I mean, yeah. the sequin glove in there. And I'm like, you know, we got some of the kids. I'm taking them around. The little one really has to use the bathroom. I hate to impose. How did you do both? Yeah. Oh boy. I'm. Uh, I, I'm. I'm so sorry, but you know, uh, could could could. Uh, uh, they no. they uh, shoot a look at each other and they they turn back to you and smile. Of course, C- come on in. Hey, I could eat, and I make my way right to the buffet. Yeah, table. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you and, zip right in, and I do a totally ineffectual like. Oh, I'm trying to control this child, and I am so bad at it. Excellent. Like, hey, hey, hey. Now you, you know, and then they they just scatter. <laughs> First thing I need is for Hank to make a flight roll uh, oh, no. to do this subtly and unseen. Oh my god, that's a six. A six <laughs> with a six. Wait, I- wait, wait, hold on. It's actually Ooh. a seven. It's a seven. Ooh. A seven. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, the with oh. a seven, um, yeah, they forget, don't forget that kid stuff. With a seven, like you move in, you had your hood up, which was like a big important thing. Mm-hmm. Not much attention is being paid to you. You you see adults standing around, like talking, laughing. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, you already you established that I'm one of the sports coaches. Yeah, yeah, we did. When I came back out, could I have a hockey mask? Oh, instead of uh, no for 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 the one kid who does not have the costume. Oh, of oh, course. yeah, that's great. Yes, please, thank you so much. That makes it so and, much and easier. Mask, please, and thank you. Yeah, yep. And so, like, here's your hockey mask, and and that that was '80s, right? That was like hockey, yes. the Mighty Ducks, yeah. hockey. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Jason. the it's the yeah, classic the slasher. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think he's yeah. little Jason. Yeah, I'm little Jason. Little Jason. Are we all? Everyone loves little Jason. Little <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, you've got this hot mask, but we're not Hellraisers because that's the opposite of what we want to do. Right. Which I think this makes it easy for you to kind of blend in. But hard to um, put pigs in a blanket. You, know. you see, you see adults. <laughs> I tip like, my mask up. 
you, you see adults like oh, no. uh, talking and laughing with each other. Uh, amongst them, you do see Brock uh, from the news. <gasps> Um, no, the, Brock, no. no! There are Wait, people. is Chet Williams there? <laughs> oh, no. Chet Williams is there. <gasps> oh, no. Focus, no. Focus. Focus. your heroes. <laughs> the thing that you'll notice is, like, uh, now that you guys are looking for last names, you see a lot of people that have last names that are lining up in the proper way. You also see folks that don't have last names lining up in that way exactly. And you're looking around and like there are definitely folks that you've seen in parades that are part of the Muskrat Society. You recognize them from 4th of July on their floats and whatnot. And there's a mixture of people who belong there and don't belong there. And I'll let you investigate that on your own. But Pranks, you were interested in pigs in a blanket. I absolutely <laughs> was. You were just in your snacks. Yeah, there, yeah. You you head over and you you see these pigs in a blanket laid out along with like a bunch of other like party ish uh, snacks and foods. Tell me about the quality of this pigs in a blanket. Is it like you know crescent rolls and then like little chopped up hot dogs or are we getting really fancy here this is not especially fancy oh um, no. I, I think so these are cheap. from frozen if that existed in the 80s yeah uh, in cards okay. america yes it does mm. <laughs> i wonder what that means uh so yeah that could go either way okay yeah so you know i gotta do my job right so i start eating all these pigs in a blanket who was who gave you this job i did i gave me this job <laughs> and as i'm stuffing these into my mouth i'm i'm like mumbling i'm like mm. It feels good to do good. And I just keep shoveling more and more <laughs> pigs in a blanket. Some of them go into my mouth. Some of them go into my little hoodie pouch. Mm-hmm. Yep. God. I think that's correct. Now, let's, <laughs> let's come back. Uh, Cody, you said you were going off in a direction, I did. right? I legitimately went to the restroom, okay. uh, did my business, and then... Both times. Both yes. Times. But both, both ways, kinds. yes. And I think... I am washing my hands and just looking at myself in the mirror, just realizing, oh, dang it, I look really cute. <laughs> <sighs> then Mary's in the mirror behind. Me. Yes. <gasps> <gasps> Mary, stop it! Mary, stop it! Don't do that! We're here to help you. Don't scare me. People are in danger. I know. That's why we're here to help you. Where do, where do you want me to go? Where's the the thing that you want me to get? Where do you wish to go? It's in the basement. I was, I was just in the basement. But that's not the only thing you have to worry about. People are in danger. What? Mary, please give me, I just give me anything. Do I need to just go in the basement? Do we need to get the tongue? What do we need to do? You need to take the tongue and you need to hide it. (laughs) But they're trying to break my spells. Oh, no. And there's only one way to do that. Blood. Oh, I was going to say that. (laughs) You were taking your fucking time. (laughs) Elizabeth. I was going to say. Dramatic. Okay. Wait, who's blood? Who's blood? Everyone who is not part of it. (gasps) That's why there's so many other people here. I got to go. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to help. Just just keep, keep tabs on me. Cut over to Brody. Where did Brody go? Brody remembered the rhyme, the, Mm -hmm. the rhyme. So he knew it was in the cellar. Yeah. As he went past the table with all the uh, food accoutrement, he takes his knife out and switches it with one of the better cutlery <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah. takes it. <laughs> uh, and then he tries to go to the basement. 
Does, okay. Do I go on, on, I'm assuming somebody tries to stop me or maybe not. I go very easily and find the tongue and we go, and we go and you just go and it's <laughs> over. And congratulations, everyone. Uh, no rolls needed. Let's get a charm roll from you. Oh, hell yeah. What I, I think you need to convince people that you are supposed to be doing the thing that you're doing. To go to so, so yeah, like you're, okay. you're just sort of like walking through the room. You're going to mm-hmm. confidently open up that basement door. You're not going to draw attention to yourself. Do I have, what is any of my things, the abilities have? So, so uh, I have rebellious, I have cool under pressure, and I have lucky. Lucky. None uh, of these might apply. I just am curious. Does it really well. apply? Um, cool. Well, if he has two pressure. adversity tokens, he can re-roll with lucky, right? Yeah. Well, I rolled a 14. Oh, okay. Cool under pressure would allow you to spend an adversity token to, to take a 10 on instead of rolling. And uh, rebellious, yeah. Plus, okay. You know, when 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 an adult is trying to persuade you, okay, so you great. get a plus three. Well, I rolled a fourteen. Oh, 14? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I think you easily like move your way through the party, like you. Well, I think my name precedes me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's strange that my <laughs> my sect of the Marcuses are here, but I feel like they're happy that I am being that they're represented. Like you walk in and you see your other, your cousin Marcus's um, and like they kind of look confused. Then they sort of look at each other and they get a realization on their face and they nod and they wave to you Mm -hmm. um, and you like, you know, you're just waving by them and like, you know, some people pass in front of them and you are gone because you have secreted yourself away into one of the many staircases that lead down to the basement. Mm -hmm. Because as we've established, this place is kind of a mess architecturally. So shutting the door behind him, he takes a moment to take a huge breath. He is not comfortable seeing that side of his family um, as much as difficulty he has with his own. The only warning he heeded from his father was to kind of forget that half yeah uh, that side yeah but he is now kind of like stealing himself and he's ready to go down some and i'm you, sure one thing that could stairs. one thing that could help brody is the fact that we know which region of the basement to go to because we know it was constructed oh yeah six months before that yeah. so he it's not like he's wandering around he no. knows which direction yeah, yeah, yeah. well there's a problem no of course there's a problem architecturally it is disorienting okay um and the stairs that you walk down it feels like you're going down too far um no it's just the way the stairs are built the Mm -hmm. the way they stretch the places they take you you are very disoriented and it is extremely dark down here Mm -hmm. um i'm gonna leave you there because we've got to turn to mr bailey Mr. Bailey, you are inside, and unlike children uh, that are often uh, willfully ignored, you are an adult. (laughs) And unfortunately, willfully noticed. Mm -hmm. Is there a muskrat insignia lapel pin? Ooh, I like this a great deal. I am going to ask you for a i guess brains roll Alrighty. well that will help me later in the game <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i think i think there is no muskrat lapel pin it's a signet ring which means you've got to watch hands right very a weird thing to do it's, it's hard to do too yep i did legit roll a one by the way uh, wow oh, no, one gravy. one plus one is a two uh oh, well. so. <laughs> it's like that is the most noticeable 
adult I've ever seen. It'll help you later in the game. (laughs) (laughs) So I will mingle awkwardly, which I'm super already good at. Um, (laughs) But I will make my way over to Brock. Yeah. Pick up some punch on the way. (laughs) You know, pick up some punch just to have something to do with one of my hands. Mm -hmm. And, you know, make eye contact and say, hey. Oh, uh, hey. Well, I I didn't know that you would be here. Uh, well, actually, I was taking some of the kids around, and you know, kind of away from the bathroom. We they they were nice enough to let us in, so the kids could you know kind of take care of business. Well, that's really sweet. These are these are pretty sweet people. Uh, you know, they invited me and the crew over over to their their party uh, to thank us for doing the video package. They they really liked it, which. Uh, you know, it was interesting because we, we got into some of the more messy details of this house's history. I, I don't know. I just think it's nice. They sure seem nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think as you say that, like, he laughs and it's he's laughing because it's obvious that he just enjoys talking to you. Oh. Um, it, it's like you made a joke that you didn't make and he's just trying to get it. Uh, and he, he sips his punch. I'll, I'll sip my punch too, and then I, as it is touching my mouth, I think alkali substances are bitter. Uh, yeah. And anything that affects the human biology is typically an alkali substances. Is there something in this punch? Oh, I don't oh, even need no. you to roll oh, for that because no. oh, that's no. such a great. Friggin' pull, Pat! Of course! Yeah. There's something in this punch. Oh, no. And they are trying to cover it up. I go, ooh. Oh, that's a... Oh, it is. It's gonna. It's gonna be a wild party later with this. And I kind of hold up. Hold it up. (laughs) Think so? It's so sweet. No. Oh, it's, it's sweet, but you know, actually sugar in the stomach, it speeds the absorption of alcohol into the bloodstream. And here, this I am experienced yes. with, like, geeky science oh, fact baby. is all I have to bring to a conversation. And uh, kind of a lot of different flavors in here. Like, are, are you, uh, are, you're not allergic to any, like, fruits, are you? Well, not badly allergic but pineapple make me swell up a little bit <laughs> i bet it does <laughs> you monster you shut the door to the basement and <laughs> run into that <laughs> again like the sugar and the alcohol in combination with some of the enzymes from pineapple uh you might want to be real i mean i i, I and here i kind of stutter out Mm -hmm. yeah trying to tell adult that they should drink less put my hand kind of on his arm on the side of the room that nobody can see and i just say i'd hate to see anything bad happen to you yeah all right let's get another charm that is six Mm -hmm. i also have protective Ooh. ooh Ooh. Which would bump me up to a nine if this counts as me protecting this person. That I like it. Absolutely. With a nine. I, I think he is just struck by the fact that you care. Cute. And then I was looking at the chart before it goes seven to nine. You know what I would do? I would I would spend one of my hard failed adversity tokens to take that to a ten. Yes. 
opposite bump it up to like a slightly higher success level. And then I'd say, you know, uh, I could get you a glass of water if you did start to feel maybe a little swollen up. My house is just right down the block. <laughs> you dog. Now, now I, I also... Pineapple makes you swell. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is... No, Steven. believe me, there is definitely that overtone. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So there's the first successful suave double entendre of Mr. Bailey's life. Yes. Mm-hmm. But also, I kind of have to get the kids home tonight. But... There's a key under the back mat if you do need to, just a place maybe to, if you're not feeling well, you could, you could, you could go there. He looks at you as though he's looking at you for the first time. Um, and like gunslingers in the West, <laughs> yeah, there is an acknowledgement between you, between you two of an unspoken truth that you had both hoped for, but never spoken aloud. Um, With that, he smiles. And that smile makes something inside you melt. Um, And for a moment, just a moment, you forget about this town and the people in it and the devil and angels and all of the weird, strange things that you've seen. And you just focus on happiness. Let's cut to our good friend Hank. So, Hank's got all these pigs in a blanket. (laughs) (laughs) People come over to get some, and you're like, "Yeah, you're like, no." I growl at them like a rabid dog. No, so I'm not unreasonable. This is the second plate I think that they have put out since you've been there. Yeah, which I take as a sign. That I need to move on to some of the other buffet items. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. as and they are in Congress, <laughs> one yeah. Uh, but as I'm moving, uh, as I'm moving down there, James, I would like to keep an eye out for things I can use to make a ruckus. Oh. I'm looking for candles. I'm looking for expensive furniture. I'm looking for chandeliers. It's a champagne bottle. Yes, <laughs> Ooh, is it like one of those fount like the fountains with all the glasses filled with champagne oh so. yeah make it a champagne fountain why Ooh. not okay so i say in my best little kid voice whoa that's the biggest pop fountain i've seen in my life and i make a beeline <laughs> right for it i'm just barreling my way directly down there and i guess my plan is to just sort of leap into it, spill it everywhere, and try to shatter it? <laughs> of course there's got to be an obstacle that gets in your way. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a terrifying obstacle. Oh, I know. That's why you, yeah. it's your foster parents. <gasps> Standing between you and that champagne fountain, and they happen to be looking right at you. But I still have my mask on right now. You do still have your mask on, that makes you feel a little bit more comfortable, but not fully certain because they are looking at you. What do you do? What do I do? It's <laughs> a good question. I can't answer it. Probably some shtick bits. Yeah. Just based on my experience of puns. Yeah, maybe some puns. So I have my skateboard because, of course, I do. Yeah. So what I would like to do is roll my skateboard 
directly at them very, very quickly, uh-huh. and then mm-hmm. run directly into the gap created by that. Marty McFly. Love it. And as I do that, <laughs> I would very much, if I pull this off, like to push the male one off to the side and yell, you're not my real dad. Love this. This does seem like a fight role. Oh, fight, not flight. It doesn't sound like you're running to me. That's fair. Fight, roll. Take back your life, roll. Okay, all right. Well, that was cool. But wait, if I'm skilled at this, does that change anything? Uh, you are skilled at skateboarding. Yeah. Does that change skateboarding anything? Skateboarding and crimes. Yeah. And These are both of those things. <laughs> it's both of those things. Skateboarding is not a crime. I feel like that it adds, is when I do it. That adds to three. Uh, so you are at six. Yeah. Uh, and I'll spend an adversity token to make it a seven. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yo, 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 okay. Yo, yo, yo. Adversity token to make a seven. I think this is a limited success. <gasps> uh, meaning you succeed at doing the thing that you're trying to do, which I think is create a big distraction by knocking over the fountain. But in the process, you are going to expose your identity somehow. Please let me know how that happens. Here's what happens. I manage to make it. I push the skateboard down there. That goes flawlessly. I dive into the gap created by the skateboard. I say... You're not my real dad. Mm -hmm. But as I dive directly into the fountain, I have to throw my hood up because my hair gets wet. And the man turns to me and says, Henry? Yep. And then Uh, I think we can cut to someone else. And I think we cut cut over to Cody. Okay. So Cody is... Like running from the bathroom, like guns ablaze, and he head going a mile a minute. It's like they need blood. What does that mean? So they're gonna like they have to kill someone. Or but she, but she said like a lot of blood. Why are there there's so many people here? So my teachers and my friends. What are they gonna? What? Oh, they're gonna kill all oh, my teachers and my friends. How? Okay, how do I? I can't save all of them. I don't. I'm just me. I need to make a stretch. What do I? Okay, as the word. Okay, there are devils and there's hell and hell means fire. I need to start a fire. So he oh, runs. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. He runs to the kitchen. That is some great twelve-year-old yeah. logic. Yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. He runs to the kitchen. Cody is going to start a fire to make the fire alarms go off. Okay, Cody, I am going to be introducing to you no. and to Liz Anderson. You don't need to a fun mechanic. You don't need to do anything game, like this. No, uh, to empower you. Oh, empower. Okay, sure. I want you to flip <laughs> over that note card that you have that I'm doodling on. Yeah, on the other side, I want you to write one of the powers that Mary Heller the ghost has. <gasps> um, you as a group all control Mary Heller because what? in the witch house, Mary Heller is able to move freely and she, she has strength and power that she does not Ooh. have in other places. Mm. You have seven power points on wow. Mary to spend. Uh, to activate different powers. And Liz, you're the first one to unlock a power. Ooh, okay. When you do that, you are able to roll 2d4 <laughs> um, in, in place of a roll that like you would normally make. Okay. I think telekinesis is, I'm sure. Telekinesis. Like, like moving shit. Then telekinesis it is. That is the first power that we're revealing uh, using the powered character mechanic. So oh. cool. So cool. So cool. So... That's such a clever way of bringing the yeah, power I in. Just it. like, 
sir, my hat is off to you. <laughs> you are so excellent at this. I hope you went and found a hat, put it on, and then took it off. I did. I did. It is, <laughs> it is, it is the, uh, the Michael Jackson fedora that my... Uh, <laughs> One thing we know about Rothfuss is he's got caps to doff. <laughs> Hats, hats on hats on hats on hats. Hats. Caps on hats. Caps on hats and rats. Hats on caps and rats. Uh, so in the kitchen, I assume that there are like caterers and everything, but I assume that they're like not there, one would hope. You know what? Whatever makes the most dramatic scene for you. Do you do you want people around that you have to contend with, or is it the perfect? You know what? Actually, we've established that party sub has been taking pigs on blankets, so those folks have been cranking them out. Yeah. I think this is one of those times. Like they ran out of kid pigs on blankets again. Get them out there. Keep them happy. So, like, there's a lot of movement and everything going on. Mm-hmm. So, there's a lot of clattering. So, I can really get through oh, a yeah. lot. So I make my way to the the kitchen and uh, try, try to like crawl my way through, and then I try to get to like, all right, how oh, yeah, to start start a fire? But like, there's so many people around here. How do I get these people out of here? I take a, like a pot that's like underneath one of those the the gurneys, mm-hmm. and then I just kind of like throw it down the hall and see if like they notice it. No, I don't like that. Mm. Uh, you know what? I, I, again, I think we can clear out that room just because they oh, are gone. So delivering okay. so many pigs okay, on blankets. Okay, so it's empty. Uh, so, pigs in blankets yeah. on blankets? Pigs on blankets. It's just lazy <laughs> pigs in blankets. <laughs> I'm not going to roll them. We don't have right time now. to roll them. Just put them on. We got to get them out there. They're it's eating them open, like crazy. It's an open face pigs in the blanket. Uh, <laughs> So I think because they're like fairly cheap, like there's, I, I turn all the, ga- it's a gas oven. So I turn all them on full blast and then I look for like, oh, I need something to light on fire. Of course, it's a grease stove or like there's like a gas yeah, stove. It's a gas there. stove for sure. Uh, so there's a lot of cleaning. So I start throwing rags on top of the oven <gasps> and like a nice fire starts to build. And at a certain point, it's just like, I guess I that's it. That's all I could do. I think... Your fire is in its infancy stage mm-hmm. when uh, you see someone coming back to the kitchen. You know if they get there too soon that your fire plan of clearing out this place is not going to work. Mary Heller comes in to assist you using telekinesis. Please make that roll. Roll 2d4s. All right. And spending, we're spending a PowerPoint, so you're down to six mm-hmm. PowerPoints here. It's two and a one. Two and a once. That's a three. You can <laughs> you can spend more power points if you want a larger effect. I think I do. All right. So if you're to spend another, you roll two d four again and okay. you add that. Okay. <laughs> so that was four. So now, now we're down to five power points. And that is nice. six. So that's right. a ten in total. Ten total. Yeah. Uh, what is a ten telekinetic effect that Mary does? There's a knife block. <gasps> That like all of a sudden, like without me noticing, all of a sudden it starts sh- shaking and rattling, and I my head turns red, like what? And they all s- fly up and look at me, like oh, uh, oh the knives. The look knives at look you? at me, like that that way. And the knives turn the other way and just fly towards Whoa. the door. Oh, cool! They fly towards the door. So yeah. I think rather than murder a person, yes. <laughs> <laughs> These knives stick in the door, so like when mm-hmm. they try to push through the door to open it, it's yeah. just stuck. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, and this fire is growing. Uh, and then I think as, as a lesser telekinetic effect, uh, one of the other doors opens, allowing you to leave. Hey, heroes, I hope you're enjoying the spooky conclusion to our Kids on Bike series. I wanted to take some time in the middle of the episode to thank everyone who came out to see me at Metatopia. I actually haven't lived out that experience yet as of this recording because I'm recording it before I go to the convention, but I assume all of y'all were lovely and I'm so happy I got the opportunity to meet you. While we're talking about lovely things, last week we released a new episode of our Campaign Skyjack series. Heroes, I am really proud of what we're doing over there. And if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to it yet, do yourself a favor and subscribe to it now. Collaborating with Liz, JPC, Johnny, and Tyler has been incredible. With Arnie doing our music, I couldn't ask for a better team. If you happen to like both One Shot and Campaign, I'm happy to inform you that Radvertisements have opened up for both of them. On November 1st, we opened up slots for our new personal and professional shout-out service on the One Shot Network. All you have to do is head to the Contact Us section of the One Shot site and click on Radvertisement to reserve a slot to put a personal or professional message in either Campaign or One Shot. Personal messages are just $100, and professional messages are $200. The first run on these slots is pretty limited as we're still experimenting with this model. So if you want a chance to do this, I would act sooner rather than later. I actually don't even know if slots are still open because like I said, I'm recording this one in the past. Finally, before we get back to the episode, I wanted to take a quick moment to thank some of our backers on Patreon. Ted Chavkin. Thank you very much. Codex Gator. Codex, or to humans, Joe, is the production manager over at the OneShot Studio. He's the reason that we're able to do all of our incredible streams, and his technical expertise has saved my butt personally countless times. Joe, thank you so much for supporting us. We love you very much. Ryan Queen, thank you very much. Clay Hiller, thank you so much. Dogio Figuierdo, thank you so much. Josh Cruzbard, thank you very much. Kyalis, thank you. Frank Raffleson, thank you so much. Winona DeLacy, thank you very much. Sneak in Two Bikes Honeymoon 2K17, thank you so much, and what a great name to make me read. Brendan Truitt, thank you. Kyle Rivest, thank you very much. Craig Nelson, thank you. Oakman, thank you very much. YOTC, thank you very much. Jesse Charlotte, thank you so much. Tim Howes, thank you. Andrew Moss, thank you very much. Nathan Byrne, thank you. Josh Minich, thank you so much. Sean Duffy, thank you very much. Rachel Howard, thank you. And Amelia Lee, thank you so much. Thanks again to all of our backers on Patreon who make everything that we do on the network possible. Remember, we've got our Patreon drive going on right now, and there are a lot of great rewards for backing us. If you join us at the $5 a month level, you get access to the OneShot Secret Archive, which includes hours of bonus content from shows all across our network. If you're more ambitious and want to join us at the $15 a month level, you can join the OneShot Book Club. Every month, OneShot makes a deal with an RPG publisher or designer to have one of their games released to our backers for free. Our currently available free game is Dread, the horror role-playing game designed by Epidia Ravishall. If you've listened to our archives, you know Dread is one of my favorite games, so don't miss this opportunity to get it for free with your OneShot patronage. With all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. Okay, bye, Mary, thank you! <laughs>
let's cut back into that basement. Mm -hmm. It is dark here. Okay. So he's got one hand on the wall. You can see the faint glow of light around the corner somewhere. It's just there is so much stuff in this Mm -hmm. basement. He has like a hand, like whatever brace he can have, like on a wall. They just kind of give him a sense of space. And he has that knife out as well. And he's kind of just stabbing like wildly out in front of him just like violently or wildly or uh well just kind of like light just like po- like light poking in case it sticks into something that is fleshy he'll he'll be very scared great great i think you round the corner um to to this faint glowing that you see and you do see folks in robes and you see candles no! oh my god are they focused around something central or are they so I think they are. There are some focused around something central, and there are others that appear to be moving things around. And one of the big reasons that you haven't been heard is there's a lot of stuff moving right mm-hmm. now. It's strange. When you first got down here, it was like you couldn't hear it. But now, as soon as the light is touching you, that thick curtain of darkness and silence has moved away, and you can hear the rustling of folks searching fairly frantically okay is there anything around me that's like robe-esque or like perhaps someone was there waiting for more people oh yeah to there's a lot that? of covered furniture okay you could easily make a robe all right yourself. so i make a robe for myself cool. and then find the person the first person i see is like struggling to pick something up this is a charm role, I yes. think to to integrate yourself uh into these berobed people mm-hmm. I'm charming. Look at me in my room. Ooh, nat 20. Oh, Ooh, Mr. Charming. Oh, charming, charming. They don't question you at all. Yeah. You can you can move around them and amongst them as much as you like. Great. Um, like plus 10 or higher. Let's see here. <laughs> they assume that you are actually the l- lieutenant cult leader at that point. Because you happen to pick a purple drop cloth. <laughs> yeah. I, I, also, I, your voice sounds like your cousin's. Yeah. Oh, I think no. that's it. Is there? It does say there are unexpected positive results from a success of this okay. degree. So oh, I, wow. I think that's okay. it. They assume a leadership role, mm-hmm. and like as it you, takes them a little bit to like get used to that. Yeah. As you move in front of people, there's like some deference oh, that they're they showing. They move out of the way. Yeah. Can I see like what they're looking at and stuff? Yeah, you can see there are some folks in a circle around some sacred geometry that's been uh, drawn on the ground, mm-hmm. uh, appointed by by different candle lights, and they appear to be like pouring wine into different sections, mm-hmm. arranging herbs in other sections, uh, things like that. You're not one hundred percent on what's going around, sure. what's going on there, but the, the rest uh, people are looking, and like you will see someone round a corner one way and then it feels like very quickly pop back to where you are okay and there's a general air of frustration around the people who are not doing this other ritual uh okay um so to he sees he sees this drawing and stuff on the ground and he just can't help himself so he takes whatever they use to kind of like Unbelievable. Do that that geometric stuff like that and kind of like smudges it a little bit wherever he can with his foot and then kind of like getting down. He's just 
like adult groans of frustration uh and he gets down and very much in the style of uh the circle but he does do s dot h a m god you can't help yourself even now well i mean also his mind is that this is gonna it's not perfect it's not what they did before so this has to disrupt the ritual you know what is what is it gonna do and then uh happens to work out for me in my brand (laughs) right uh, exactly (laughs) imagine right now the full pullback like helicopter shot (laughs) of the small town where full metal alchemist style 150 other tags glow <laughs> radiant blue. Now, now, don't take this as advice. I'm just saying that would be the Shakespearean yes. tragic <laughs> yeah. end to this fucking <laughs> adventure. Yeah. God. Uh, I like that. You monster. What a nightmare. <laughs> I don't know. But I think it's just it's a, cool a good thing I got rid of so many of them by writing party stuff on it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Wow, his yeah. overwriting but their tags. It's like it. naturally it was sub it was either guided by fate or something like that. The ones that you did cover made a perfect outline uh for the town of this almost circle of protection. Uh, that go out there nice. uh, and then he uh, <laughs> goes around and he's like adult frustrations and then uh, starts business uh, start, uh, business and, uh, I need funds. you to roll for me brains okay yeah make a brains roll alright brains brains brains, brains, brains brains and then what can I do with adversary tokens uh, you can spend them to increase your roll what did you get I rolled a six but I have four adversity tokens <sighs> Steven, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give you the opportunity Ooh. to spend all four of those tokens. Oh. Bazinga. You know <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it. You know what? Since this is, uh, what is the network called? One shot. Not going to play this again. Yeah, I'm going to spend all of my adversity tokens. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's a 10 now. I will tell you uh, that this is a success but not an impressive success. That's fine. Um, That's what my dad tells me all the time. We will... (laughs) I mean, you did it. We will cut back to this (laughs) um, in a second. So we had a fire over there. Okay, so yeah, you had just been discovered. Henry? So seeing that I've been discovered, I just take my hood off fully, and I straighten up, and I say, my friends call me Hank. You can call me Party Sub. (laughs) I think uh, across the room, you, I mean, it was not hard to hear the commotion of a bunch of uh, champagne glasses falling and shattering, Mr. Bailey. Uh, you can see an altercation shaping up as Henry is shouting defiant child shouts. Ooh. I get close, but I am going to like watch to see how this starts to play out because I don't know. I don't know how to step in at this point. This adult like moves over to Henry and tries to grab him by the arm. So I try to wriggle away. <laughs> um, and then I say, you're never getting your hands on my trust fund. Ooh. And I think we're going to need a fight roll from you. And a roll for how big your trust fund is. <laughs> a trust fund roll. Uh, that's a nine. Ooh, okay. okay, this person got a 12, um, which is more than you, but not so much more. In this case, the narration is, is definitely uh, in my hands. They have a firm grip. 
and they say, we've been so worried, but I'm so glad you're here. Oh. Come with me. And they start pulling you towards the basement door. So this seems like a good time to ask a friendly ghost for help. That's right. Um, So I am going to ask you to write down another power that Mary Heller has. You have five power points remaining, and that power can be whatever you want. You can summon a whale on top of the... (laughs) (laughs) Mariner's Revenge, these folks. I am going to... Jr. to come and get them. I'm going to give Mary a power that would be very useful to actual witches, which is Mm -hmm. to chill out and to make things colder so that they can resist flames when burning. Ooh. Okay. So we can severely drop the temperature of the room, which is also very much in line uh, with ghost powers. So please make a roll for that. Spend one of your power points to do it. Boop. Power point one. Power point. Do you want my other one? Okay. Power point. Power point. Power point. Okay, that's a five. And that's a bad miss. Okay. I need to roll for this person. Oh, yeah. The temperature drops suddenly around you. Mm -hmm. This person exhales, and you can see their breath. I know. I know. Oh, yeah? I'm holding a glass of champagne. Mm -hmm. Child. I'm going to toss the champagne in their face, and it freezes. (gasps) Oh, it freezes midair. So interesting. It's hard for alcohol. (laughs) Exactly, which which must make it burning cold. Really, if alcohol is starting to freeze, he shouts in surprise and frustration, giving you enough time to get away. Can we say that it's cold enough that people, that guests start to notice and then they're like, oh, it's so cold. We should leave. We should get out of the house. That kind of thing. Or no. Um, Sounds like a no. No, I, I kind of like that idea. I'm just going to roll a die and see how it turns out for you. Oh, oh. I rolled a nat 20. Which is great for us. Everyone wore Great coats. Yeah, I think some of the folks that are not of the culty persuasion, that do not have signet rings on their hands, are visibly uncomfortable. First of all, just the chaos of the party. It's like their kids running around, knocking over champagne stuff. They clearly had a squabble that was some sort of legal squabble going on. I think the heat is out in this place because it is freezing. I came here out of politeness i am not going to be at this goddamn party all evening if it's going to be this cold yeah. and they just ran out of pigs in a blanket for the third time for, <laughs> for the, the third fourth time, time. Yeah. basically i haven't gotten a pig in a blanket the whole evening now that you've got pigs on blankets which is just <laughs> lazy it's lazy catering <laughs> so i think a good portion of the non-cult folks leave mm-hmm. there's just too much going on so nat 20 for you liz nice oh i thought as... you rolled a nat 20 against me i no. was about to be like everyone stays they're glued to their seats everyone dead. dissolves into pools of blood <laughs> they've Ooh. been dead the whole time no i <laughs> uh, no, that, that 20 was definitely in your favor it's good good uh, so we can probably cut to mr bailey now yeah, right? let's cut to mr bailey uh, there's shouting the bailey. there's a tossing of a drink if I see like the general, like everybody has seen like the party start to break mm-hmm. up, 
I mean, you've you've been at a party where you see like, and once the dam breaks, everyone starts gathering up their coats. Yep. It is it pretty obvious to me that that's happening? Yeah, it it feels like it's definitely trending in that direction. Okay, then I now he the the he slipped away. Like he was trying to haul him downstairs and Hank slipped away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I will bustle past and I will be like, I'm so sorry. I just, I can't apologize. And I'll go, I'll go get him. We'll get out of your hair. And I brush past and I head off until I get around a corner. I know these kids can like get out of here. They can keep themselves safe. Laboring under the misapprehension I actually had when this started, I'm not going to look for it in the cellar, given that she built this addition. Yeah. I'm going to aim for the addition, like the upstairs part of it. Oh. This is good. You know, like thinking that she hid it like in a wall or there's a secret bookcase. That's where my head was when I heard about this. If you build a whole addition – it's in that addition. So like that's where I'm aiming is that little piece of the house on the ground before. What she thinks is the cellar is no longer the actual cellar. Ooh. Or like uh, like honestly it's like I could just be dead wrong. They could everyone's looking downstairs for this thing. I did not assume it was in the cellar. I assumed that it was in a wall or somewhere in what was built above ground. Patrick, I think I better. think it's time for me to know what is in your pocket. Oh no. Okay. Um, it is it is something I prepared because like if a devil or a seraphim come at me, I need to be able to defend myself. So I have made myself a weapon. Am I confronted by something? Here's what happened in the basement. This ritual that was going on that was disrupted in just the right way. This town was under a large spell of protection that kept the devil inside and kept the angels outside. And the cult was trying to take down the spell entirely because it would allow them to unleash the devil. What they don't know, really, they don't appreciate, is the fact that it would also let the angels inside. And unfortunately for you, the spell was disrupted slightly imperfectly. And the only place that's not currently under the protection of the spell are the upper levels of this house. (laughs) So there is a thump on the roof, a a strong definitive thump, and then you hear the cracking of wood as the thump grows louder and louder and you move up these stairs that spiral in front of you. You are driven by something. You can feel something in your chest that lets you know what you are doing is the right thing and you grab a glimpse of Mary Heller upstairs. She's gesturing towards you urging you to move faster towards her as the thumps grow louder and there is a crash and you can hear that crash behind you Mm. so what weapon did you fashion for yourself well i figure as soon as because he's been laying in the hospital room they bring him books and he's like he was desperately looking for like the folktale version of like and then she used the rock salt and then she iron cold iron like i was desperately any anything and nothing and nothing and nothing when they finally leave the hospital that night you know the kids kind of 
go out to check in. We're going to reconvene at my house. And I go to the playground. There's kids running around and jumping and skipping rope. And I watch them for a little bit. And then I start to whistle the melody of that little skipping rhyme that I could Mm -hmm. remember the first part of. Heller, Heller, never tell her, did she put it in the cellar? But I'm not singing it. I'm just whistling it a little bit, like the beginning of it, the beginning of it. And eventually they stop doing Mary Mac. And instead they switch over to, they do it. Yeah. And they do the whole thing. And it says, Heller, Heller, never tell her, did she put it in the cellar? If you listen, you can hear her bloody hands and bloody mirror Mm. and so he has two things in his pockets because this is his best guesses but he always has a backup he's made a fucking prison shiv out of a shard of mirror that he's broken in his house and this is what he's going to use if the fucking devil comes after him or he sees anything supernatural because that's all he it's his best guess I, I like this a lot. <laughs> so you are running through the upper level, desperately following the ghost of Mary Heller, crashing behind you uh, that we only see glimpses of as you round corners is a tangle of wings and bright eyes that belong to the seraphim, the seraphim that has watched this town and its wickedness for decades upon decades, the seraphim that has only wanted to carry out its task, which is to destroy this wretched place and all of the woeful sinners who call it home. It follows you now. Whether you are innocent or guilty does not matter. That can be sorted after you are dead. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And you move (laughs) forward, pushing yourself, running as fast as you can until you reach this wing. I think it is like one of those octagonal towers. You sort of have to duck to get in this room. It's like tucked away in a corner of this house and the door is real low. It might have been a closet at one point, but it was converted to a bedroom or something. And you're desperate. You close the door behind you. You can feel pounding against it. This being that has just crashed through the exterior walls of the house. And I think I need Patrick from you. What is another ability that Mary Heller the ghost has. I would... Now, what what's in this room? This room used to be Mary Heller's room. She was moved in here six months before the trial. And this is the place where she started getting into witchcraft. The floorboards in this room are in a unique pattern. And around here, you can see areas where she's written on the walls and whatnot. Uh, This room was locked away after the trial. So this is a room of, I mean, I don't, I still don't know when the Scopes Monkey trial was. (laughs) My, my, my social studies teacher. I thought it was 1920. 1920. Oh wait, no, Google it because I'm going to look real stupid. It'll take its law away. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Please don't take my law away. Uh, 1925. 
Whoops. So, and so the trial was 1926. So, yeah. uh, this means that this is the room of a girl who was 16 years old in 1926. Okay. The Roaring 20s. <laughs> this thing is scrabbling at the door and it's going to take out this town, but I am first. Yeah, because you are the part that it can reach. Okay. Whatever spell that was preventing it from getting to the town is weak in this area. Okay. So I would give Mary something we've already seen in the game. Uh, It's listed under psychic powers here. Able to affect the speed of time. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty fit, you know, for a science teacher, you know, but one of God's eternal fucking warrior angels uh, it's not a, not a fair fight but assuming this thing like bursts through the door and then time slows down that's where she pulls her ace out I'm gonna need you to roll a d4 twice or actually you can decide how many uh power points you want to spend on this each point you spend is going to give you 2d4 and you've got four points remaining okay that's four from the first point and which, is, which ain't gonna stop an angel i can tell you that for free it's not not gonna not gonna make it make it work i gotta spend another one. Oh. Mm. um and, and so that's just another two that's okay. six yeah that's that's not gonna do it so here's what i would love i would love this as a failure because i have i have a backup that might cool, be nice cool. narratively you can tell me tell me what you think where it's like time kind of starts to bog down and he's like this is it this is my moment and he's got this shard of mirror and he goes in and the thing blows through the door and it bogs down and then it judders forward like and it looks like bad stop motion animation and just as i'm trying to bring the knife in it hits my hand and it flies out and like with one of its wings it sticks in the wing and does nothing yeah and then it flies out of my hand and just shatters. What what was the other um, narrative piece that you were bringing to this table? That's what's in my other pocket. Because there's two ways I could go here. If this is a mystical thing, then a mirror is a mirror. Mm-hmm. But if this is science, then back in the day, mirrors were made by putting mir- mercury behind glass. <gasps> oh, God. And so in my other pocket, I have a syringe full of mercury. <laughs> Where did you get that? You don't even need a syringe full of mercury. You just need a thermometer, right? Just a loose well, mercury. I, I'm the science teacher. I could fucking have a flask. That's of true. That's true. Be true. So, like, you know, that's in the heavy metals cabinet. Um, and so, like, honestly, syringe is weird, but, like, effectively... It's my it's my mercury ampule. It's either one or the other or both. And if it's both, I'm fucked anyway. So I might as well have a second to try. And that's what I bring out and try to shank it with next with the other hand. I like it. Um, and I think this, because it's still like Mary is slowing down time as much as you can. And, and, and you can see her in the room. She is holding her hands out. She's, she's just behind you trying to slow down this angel. But even if she's a ghost, even if she's a witch, 
She's still a human being, and this is an angel. It crawls towards you, and you reach into your other pocket and pull out this syringe, and you stab it forward, unlike the mirror that sort of clattered harmlessly against its invincible body. This strikes true, and at contact with uh, the mercury that squirts out the end of this syringe, the creature screams, and it screams in a beautiful choral voice, Mm. as many voices calling together. It's one of the most haunting and beautiful tunes that you've ever heard in your life. It also tears at your ears and eyes and mouth and blood starts pouring Ah! from every orifice you have Ah! on your face. But it's bought you time. And that mirror shard that you had did get knocked away harmlessly. But it knocked away into a wall. And that wall fell away with rot This house has not been maintained in quite some time. When that wall falls away, there is a small wooden box that has been wrapped in chain sitting there in front of you. And you can feel the anxiety raise in your chest. That's it. That must be it. Okay, I I grab it and... There's there's a window in every direction, right? Oh yeah. Yes, sir. I'm gonna need you uh, to roll flight for me. <laughs> oh, Literal. yeah. Okay. This there's no way that this can be good. This is what I lowballed. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, no, it's perfect. It's perfect because it is a one. Oh no! You jump from the window, and the angel uh, reaches its mm. arm out. After you, you crash through the glass and like we can see an exterior shot, one of those strange pentagonal windows that looks like foreboding eyes, especially to children who look at this house from the outside. We can see the hand of this angel reach after you. It calls out in a chorus of voices behind you, and those voices are always here as you begin your descent towards the earth. And I now pass Mary's card to Stephen. Oh, Stephen, there's one more power mm-hmm. that Mary Heller has. What is it? Oh, possession. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Go on. <laughs> I'm listening. Uh, the ability to, not that she possesses possesses someone, but the, uh, the ability to open up the door to either heaven or hell to have someone take over the body of someone else am i using that right now no yeah i mean it's it's whatever whatever you wanted so yeah possession is the the final power please Mm -hmm. write that down on the will god that's extremely cool you you may use uh however many powerpoints i believe you have two remaining Mm -hmm. well Uh, where am i what's going on why so so you in this moment you're mary heller you're the ghost of mary heller okay and uh, what? this person use... who has grabbed yes. the devil's tongue. I know exactly what left. I'm going to do. Okay. I use two, four, two D4s? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. One PowerPoint spent so far. Okay. That's 
four. Four. I'm going to use a PowerPoint. Okay. Use the second PowerPoint. Ugh, two. So do the last one. Do the last one. I'll do the do last, last one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's six total there. So that's 12. 12. Yes. Okay. Uh, so what uh, Mary opens up uh, the door to the most famous angel fighter in history, Jacob, mm-hmm. who fought uh, the angel or or some say God, depending on the text that you're reading, a whole day and until the God or the angel relented, uh, knowing that they could not beat this man, Jacob, then renamed Israel. Uh, so opening that up, the angel fighting powers come to uh, Mr. Bailey. Yeah. Okay. This is interesting. So that is an amazing mythological <laughs> pull, by the yeah. way. <laughs> Mr. Bailey is running towards the window, about to jump out it, when Mary Heller reaches a hand towards him and like twists it. And for a moment, you have like this out of body experience, Mr. Bailey, where you watch yourself turn and wrestle this angel. Um, there's crashing about uh, the place as like its body is moved up the wall and uh, it strikes you, battering you with wings. You you can see like you're already bleeding so much. Uh, you can see blood like spattered about the room, but somehow you see yourself with strength that you couldn't know that you have turn around and hurl this angel out the dang window. <laughs> um, and suddenly you're in your body again and you can hear the flapping of wings outside, but you have just enough time as you run ducking down the door, back down the hall and moving down the stairs. You've got this box in your arms. Uh, let's cut over to Brody. Brody, you're in the basement mm-hmm. and unfortunately all the PowerPoints for Mary Heller have been spent. So you have screwed up their ritual. Hell yeah. And I see what you did there. I yep. think just like in this moment you are noticed. Oh. Um, oh no. I want you to tell me how Brody you know, actually God <laughs> I know exactly how Brody gets caught. Oh. And it is that in the darkness, in this ritual, and all that is going on, one of the cultists farts a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And I know Brody cannot resist laughing out loud. Oh, but he tries. He tries so hard. He pulls up the robe that he manufactured up to his mouth to try to stifle it. He tries to turn away, but... Alas. Barking. Barking. Farts are always funny. <laughs> and they're funnier in Carter's second term. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Because yep. yeah. there's more to laugh at then. Yeah. Exactly. There is so much more to laugh at because you could enjoy life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also the self-seriousness of it. It's, it's, a, it's rife for comedy. It's, it's great. Sounds like a real gas. Oh, I swear to fucking thanks. God. We had to be here with you the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> Almost midnight. You didn't have a choice. You. Um, they turn to look at you, mm-hmm. and I need a flight roll from you. Oh, that's my lowball one. Ay, 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 ay. That's a four. Four? four. Get, hey, got good news for you. High rolls on dice, especially if you don't succeed, explode. 
So four would not be enough, but you will roll that die again oh. and add four to the result of oh, the next roll. Great. Four is enough. That's uh, another four. Hey, or, or no, that's a no, two. That was three, uh, but I have plus one, so three. So three. Well, so, okay. Uh, so the total is going to be seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I think arms move towards you. You dodge most, uh, you dodge out of the way of most of them, but one catches you by the robe. Mm-hmm. I need you to make a fight roll for oh, me now. Hell yeah. Five. Five. You turn around and smack the hand away, and you can see one of your uncles in front of you. And he's stunned for a moment as he sees you Mm -hmm. and, like, makes some connections and tries to lunge for you again. But I think you get out of the way. So I'm going to call that. uh, Technically, it was a failure, but I think you get away. But like your identity is exposed. Um, I feel like he grabs for me, but I have the robe on. So I mm -hmm. kind of slide out of the robe. Like right in front of you is the storm doors. Okay. Um, You crash through them. Uh, Let's move back to like the the party is sort of broken up. Most people have left. Uh, There is a fire going on in the kitchen. Uh I I think Cody exits the kitchen uh, in time (laughs) for Mr. Bailey to be running down the stairs looking extremely worse for wear. Um, But Cody, you can see uh, that although some of the cultists have gone to attend to the fire in the kitchen, there is one who sees Mr. Bailey moving down the stairs and they see the same thing that you do, that box. Box. Mm -hmm. What do you do? I am going to stop that man. Um, (laughs) What I would love for to happen is for the knives to follow me like little pets. Okay. From the telekinetic knives from before. I okay. So I like this. Uh, I will point out that I, we uh, already spent it. Sh- I know. Sh- the the powerpoints are gone. So I think the knife, like like a knife, followed you. Yeah. But it wavers in the air and it falls into your hand. So I just have it. <laughs> oh, I thought it meant like stabbed you. Oh, yeah. You- it, it stabbed <laughs> you to death. Hey, remember that rule about kids not dying? Not gonna happen. A kid dies violently because of a knife stab. Like in the hand, like we're all gonna be marked after this. Or like, or like it just enough for like the blade is like ow, 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 ow. How does Brody do this? So I start full on running, but. I, I'm still trying to get people out. So what I'm doing is like I'm knocking over chandeliers and I'm sure that there's like lit candles everywhere. I'm like, w- there's a child with painted up like a panda waving a knife around. Everyone get out! Get out! There's a fire in the kitchen and it's so cold. Everyone get out! I've got a knife! It's just swinging things around, knocking things over, and making my way like berserker style over to this guy who's pinpointed Mr. Bailey. And I make my way over to him and say, Hey, hey, Mr. You should get out of here. I don't care. I don't know what you're doing, but you it's not safe here. You should get out of here. Uh okay, so I think this is a charm roll. Yeah. Nice. Seven. Yeah. So I think Against all odds, you managed to intimidate most of the people yeah. out of your You're the scariest way. panda they've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> all of the mundane <laughs> guests are scared, but 
I think this cultist is undaunted and they advance mm. on you. I need you to make a grit roll for me. That is a nine. You stand your ground against this cultist. Like they are trying to move towards your teacher and you, you have a knife. And you're like, knife try. No, I'm not like that. It is. Pranks, no one, no one is, is like, like that. that. No one's no like one that. is like that. I'm like that. It's almost tomorrow. It's, it's almost, almost tomorrow, tomorrow and you're being like this. Uh, uh, I hold my knife out and like, <laughs> I know what you're about. And you're, you may be bigger than me. You may, everyone may be bigger than me. Everyone's always bigger than me, but there's no way that I've got one job to do. And you're in the, you're in the way, so I'm going to do what it takes. And I've got a knife. And I think... They make a couple calculations. I could try and push past this child, or I could wait for another time. And they see you. They see the serious look you have on your face. You are shaking, but you are determined. And they back away. (gasps) They move out a back exit. And you and Mr. Bailey are free. Let's cut over to party sub. Uh, <laughs> the name oh it gets worse. What was I doing? Oh, I just run, I just run away. I think I'm on the lawn, and I want to make sure that all of the non-cultists are getting out. Uh, yeah. So, like, you're you're looking around for signet rings and whatnot. There are some people who are stumbling, uh, and they they appear to be moving sluggishly. Uh, oh, because oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they got they got more because of no no juice. Yeah, because of the no no juice. Uh, I want to attempt to assist them. Okay, um, I am going to say that that is a brains roll. Not terrible. Terrible. Oh, uh, you rolled one? Yep. Uh, you are kind of overwhelmed. Thankfully. I just, I had a lot of feelings. Yeah. Thankfully, bursting out of the door of the house is, well, kind of the horrifying visage of Mr. Bailey. He's just covered in blood. He's just covered in so much blood. <laughs> and feathers. Blood and feathers. Blood and feathers. Because he's been wrestling a dang bird angel. He's, well, uh, angels are birds, uh, but are they hawks or owls? Who knows? <laughs> it's a third that's the third. That's the, <laughs> yeah. the mythical the third, third kind of bird. The third bird. Rounding the back of the house, we, we see Brody stumbling looking over his shoulder but just booking it down the 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 dirt surrounding this place and there's a moment where all four of you are together uh run away run away run away run away run away and you move down the street and as you go down the street headed toward mr bailey's place where you know you'll be safe, where you feel you'll be okay, standing in the road in front of you is a figure in a black coat with a wide-brimmed hat. And he gives you a terribly menacing look. What do you do? I pass the box to Hank, and I say, you know what to do. And... I, f- I fucking football tackle him. Ooh. Yeah, football. tackle coach. the dang football devil. Football uh, so I will need a fight roll from Mr. Bailey and a flight roll from Hank. Oh, I just failed, right? So that last thing I did failed, so I get yes. two more adversity. You tokens. do get two more adversity. Tokens. And 
Boy, how are you going to need them? And I'm skilled at skateboarding, so I'm going to skate away from the devil. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> John Brown with yeah. a fiddle. As John Brown fiddled, so does Party Sub with a roll of 20. Jeez. Yes! Skate harder than he's ever skated before. <gasps> uh, what is this fight roll? I have a D8. I rolled a four. I am protective for plus three. Yeah. yeah. That'll do it. That'll get you to seven. And I have been failing all game mm-hmm. and saving it up. So that's seven. If I if you'll let me spend these in sequence. Yeah. Uh eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. I I don't care what the rules are uh, <laughs> on those. I think that is a baller move. I think you tackle the devil. I don't think it goes easy with you. I think we see uh, Party Sub skateboarding as shadows are extending from this creature. You are just letting out a yell, a loud bellow that pierces through the chaos of the rest of the night as you push forward and jump at this figure in black the shadows which are coursing after hank as he is moving towards your house they almost catch up with him wrapping around him pulling him back but he is too fast and you it's too radical well it's the flaw that you've always had radical (laughs) (laughs) it's the flaw you've always had mr bailey you care too much oh no boom You strike him, and he strikes back. We see Hank cross the threshold of your house. He he moves inside. He's got the box. It is safe. And then, crack. We hear your body impact with your porch. Yeah, so both me, Brody, and Cody, we look at each other like, we both have knives now. Yeah. At this point, we look at each other, and this is kind of the moment that Cody's always dreamed of because he is alongside the person that he has admired the most, and they're on an equal playing field, and they look at each other. I feel like the darkness uh, is swirling around us, and it's affecting our minds and things like that. It's trying to, Uh, It's trying to. Flashes of uh, whose jacket I'm wearing. It's my brother. Uh, he died in Vietnam, mm-hmm. uh, and it's this only thing I have left of his. Uh, when I said earlier I wanted to visit him, it was to visit his grave. No! Yes, Ooh, yes, that's why. Yes, 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 because yes, he's buried by a lake. Uh, so he has all this kind of fight and grit and things like that, and all the guilt of his family name and yeah. and the hatred against uh, what his father has become and things like that and are just coursing through his uh, veins. Out of my pocket, I bring out the half moon mm-hmm. that she gave me, and it's Ooh. on a chain. Yeah. And I don't know what this does, but all I know is that we can't let Mr. Bailey be the only one who is physically attacking this person. We yeah. have to go at it. And I know that if we do something with this, like get it around his neck, something will work in our favor. Oh, that rules Liz. <laughs> yes! I think I think then what happens, I'm going to take over and I'm going to say that the two of you rush, Mr. Bailey threw the devil to the ground. 
and then was kicked off and his body flew across the street into his porch cracking against it you two leap into action immediately and you both stab and you stab pinning the devil's arms to the ground (laughs) but that's not over it's not over I I want a grit roll from you Liz Snoo is great. That is twelve, and I'm gonna assume that this might be my last roll ever. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna use all three of my adversity tokens. And did you push it, it to fifteen? Yes. Hell yeah! Oh my god! Thank God you did that. <laughs> <laughs> the devil like rears its head up. Its mouth opens wide, uh, and for the first time, you see its teeth really well, and they are jagged, like a shark's teeth. Mm, Uh, Like rows and rows of them. Yes, and there's that void in its mouth, and that mouth is getting impossibly wider as it rears towards you, and you throw this chain around its neck. At first, like, it's weighed down a little bit pushes up stronger trying to lash out at you and then the moon picks up uh, and for a second it floats in front of you and the devil's eyes though they are voids not like human eyes at all you can tell that both you and the devil are looking at this delicate little silver moon floating in front of you and then slowly and accelerating the moon jets off to the side and starts pulling the devil with it it lets out a scream a horrible scream that is not unlike the angel's voice from earlier but instead of a perfect heavenly harmony it is discordant voices wailing and gnashing teeth this chain pulls it and we can see it pull it through the town and we see it pull towards Critter Creek and slamming through one of the boarded up doors is the body of the devil pulled into Critter Creek by the moon necklace both breathing heavily both Cody and Brody alright you like reach for your inhaler and I smack it out of your hand you don't need that (laughs) That was my secret. You're right. And I think... Anyway, I, I go, I go, my arms open, uh, uh, put my one arm around Cody and, and pull him in close to me. And I do that thing that uh, big brothers do where I have my coat unzippered and I wrap my coat around uh, Cody as well because I could feel the adrenaline is making me and I think we cut again to a hospital. And we see this group around Mr. Bailey who wakes up after <laughs> just like, I mean, I, I think they're awake. Uh, Mr. Bailey has, has been recovering. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, I think the story that you went with is just got hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, that's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that 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 fortune teller woman can corroborate that he jumped in front of a truck. Yeah, yeah. The, the kid, first time, kids got to stop. Yeah. He's just yeah. This time, uh, well, t- saved saved a kid from a truck. It's yeah. very different than jumped in front of a truck. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. Fair enough. They're very different. 
but yeah, you you are surrounding your teacher in the last scene of this game. Cody, is he awake? no, Cody, get, is he get awake? away! No, he's just is he awake? just I don't know, but get away from. Can I pick up his eyes? No, like, don't pick up his eyes. It's no. gonna you don't poke him. You're gonna poke no, him in the I'm eyes. No, just don't. No, just. Oh hello, I'm Mr. No, stop, Bailey. No, Cody, 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 look at Cody, me, Cody, I'm Cody, 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 Mr. Bailey. Cody. No, I'm not touching you. Hank. Hank is sitting in a chair with his back to Mr. Bailey, and mm-hmm. as soon as he hears the cough, uh, he turns around, um, and then he says, "Took you long enough." Gee, <laughs> I've been waiting for, I don't know how long. How long do we think he's out? I'm gonna say it's a good week. Okay, I've been waiting for like a week. I just need you to sign these, and he thrusts this giant um, binder. Onto Mr. Bailey's lap. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. And uh, Brody goes, and I need you to sign this. And he moons him. <laughs> <laughs> he moons him. And he goes, I'm just playing. I got all A's. <laughs> <laughs> he tried that joke on me before. I really did sign his butt. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, you're sort of... I, yeah, I, I don't think he was, like, unconscious for a week. But I, I do think, like, this is another time that you mm-hmm. visited him mm-hmm. um uh, and you know you're, you're you're overwhelmed uh we we see some flowers that are by there that that have a card who are they from they're from brock yeah, yeah! Uh, that's on the table like like you smile around at, at, at your students and and you look down at the adoption papers that mm. uh hank has put in front of you uh, and Hank is just oh, talking oh, oh. a mile a minute right now. And he says, okay, so if you sign these, then you get access to, your, to my trust fund. And if you get access to my trust fund, we can buy the house. And then if you buy the house, we can make sure the devil tongue is safe. And then, you know, I can go wherever after that. But we just need to make sure that we buy the house. That is some good thinking. Brody. Yeah. We should always have a backup plan. So what I need from you. More morphine. Got it. Beep, beep, beep. Boop, 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 boop. What I no, <laughs> because you're not off the hook, boy. Excuse me. I want the math from you. If something happens like this again, you need to do the ballistics. I want you to weigh the box, and I want you to do the math and figure out what it would take for us to get this into orbit. And if you get it right, you get your A. So you're saying you think one day I could be an astronaut? Oh, no, no, shit. Oh, no. no. <laughs> In Carter's America, where the space program is strong? Absolutely not. Oh. You'd have had to start focusing on that career path way sooner. Okay. No, no, no. What I'm saying is. All right. Chris the, weight, the, the, the weight, the weight of the box. I'm talking about the box. I know what you're talking about, but I was, I just, no, I'm not saying me. I'm saying like, I could. No. Uh, he could. He's saying that like it's it's a step. It's, it's a step. A step. He, like he, I figure if I can get if I can get a box into into orbit, you can uh, very least like go. I, to, I could. I mean, it's, I got, I got, you know, I got dreams too. <laughs> Brody, Brody, you can have dreams. I'm just, I'm talking. I have ethical standards, and I can't pass you if you don't actually do the work. Is what I'm saying. Mr. Bailey, I stabbed. 
devil for and you. I think, and I don't understand. The camera starts pulling out as <laughs> this chaotic scene is going what? on. And I think Mr. Bailey is, is busy. Uh, I'm going to go to the nurse's station. Signing and initialing things as, as we pull out. And we do get like that bird's eye shot of the town where we can see the layout is some of that sacred geometry uh, that we saw scrawled on the floor of the witch house back when they were doing that ritual before. It pulls out and the credits start to roll. And I think that's it. Da-da-da, da-da-da. <laughs> I think we got it. Thank you very much for playing <laughs> with me. Yeah. Oh, we done did it. Everybody killed the devil. And we come back in 15 years. That was was such a treat. That is so much fun. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week. But don't worry. We'll be back next week with Mission Accomplished, a role-playing game that combines espionage and office politics, which is right now on Kickstarter. In the meantime, if you're looking for more gaming shows, be sure to check out some of the other great shows on our network, like A Woman with Hollow Eyes. A Woman with Hollow Eyes is the podcast adaptation of One Shot's live-streamed dramatic Invisible Sun actual play. Discover a world of magic, secrets, and supernatural civic disputes in our unique take on Saturine. In the first season, James D'Amato, Cat Cool, and SNL writer Alan Linick are led on a mind-bending adventure by GM Darcy Ross. Even if you already saw the streams, you'll want to listen to the podcast for the incredible soundtrack composed and edited by Will Levendahl. Get it by searching for A Woman with Hollow Eyes or Darcy Ross on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. If you're looking for something else to do, why not head out and go buy my book, I guess? This year, I wrote a book called The Ultimate RPG Character Backstory Guide. It's full of prompts and exercises to help players both new and old develop more complex character backstories, have more rewarding role-playing experiences at the table, and just generally have fun playing games alone. The Ultimate RPG Character Backstory Guide is available anywhere books are sold. That includes indie brick-and-mortar bookstores, larger chains like Barnes & Noble, and just about every online seller you can imagine. I've been overwhelmed by the response to the book so far, and I'm so excited to read reviews online. If you've already bought the book and you want to help me out, be sure to head over to goodreads.com or certain online sellers to leave your own review. All that helps more people find the book. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. And once again, I want to remind everyone to go vote. If you haven't voted early already, make sure that you're there on election day because that is tomorrow. If you have voted, you can volunteer for local polling places to help people get to the polls or just generally remind your friends and family to cast their ballot. Even if the current political climate has not affected you personally or deeply, there are people out there depending on you. Even if you're not registered, you can vote with a provisional ballot in most states. Head to vote.org to find your local polling place. To understand issues in your local election, you can head to Ballotopia. And to prepare your ballot, you can head to BallotReady.org. Thank you to everyone who's already voted and everyone who will. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. 
One Shot is a production of the One Shot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.